This is the Dice Tower Network at Dicetowernetwork.com. Welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names, proud member of the Dice Tower Network. This is episode 44, Back in the Saddle. I'm Tony. And this is Marty. And it's good to have you back, man. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to be back. I uh, appreciate all everybody welcoming back. Okay, one person. But that's okay. <laughs> See, one person said, I missed you. <laughs> No, he just said, welcome back. Uh, Mike, thanks so much. I do appreciate that. Made me, made me yeah, feel we, like he, yeah, go ahead. What? I was going to say, I'd just uh, like to thank Rodney stepping in and, and, and sitting in your chair. I hope you, he readjusted it back to the way you had it, you know, with the, with the, with the back so the recline since not too high off the floor. For Actually, you probably had to uh, raise it because I think he's actually a tad shorter than you. I was going to ask you, how tall is Rodney? Because, yeah, I'm, you, know, you know, my... I'm sitting here thinking, man, he probably had to lower just to keep his feet from swinging or something. I don't know. You know? <laughs> He's about an inch, inch, inch to two inches taller than me, so still an inch or two shorter than you. I, yeah, so, okay, well, that's fine. No problem. It was a little colder, though. I think he brought in some Canadian frost on this chair <laughs> or something, but that's all right. We can handle that. He didn't drizzle any maple syrup on your chair, did he? Once again, family show, dude. I, you haven't changed that much on me, have you? Wow. <laughs> I don't even know how you got there from that. That's pretty sad. Uh, but, well, it's because we've been we've been talking about movies and things like that. So um, I was just thinking about, you know, the awful movie that I got to see and the incredible movie that you just got to see tonight. What awful movie did you see? <sighs> I'm embarrassed, but all right. Oh, so my gosh. It was not my night to go pick the movie. So, uh, okay. Uh, all right. So. It was decided that uh, our neighbors, who we play games with, and well, the two wives got together and said, oh, well, let's go see this, what looks to be a real funny movie. You know, it stars that guy from, um, you know, that one, he's uh, about, it just ended, you know, oh, How I Met Your Mother, you know, sex tape. Let's go see that. Oh, my gosh. You had to go sit through that movie? I almost thought about getting up and going and watching Disney's Planes Fire Rescue movie that's out. <laughs> Man, I am so, so. Did they enjoy it? Or did they regret it? Regret. It was awful. Good. It was the funniest part of the whole movie was the lady sitting behind us. You know, normally you get upset when people are commentating through a movie, right? She she actually made it funny. <laughs> was she dogging it or what? <sighs> well, she was just sitting there going like, "There's this one scene," and trust me, I'm not going to say spoiler alert because you don't want to go see it. So I'll tell you the whole movie. But they got Rob Lowe, and he's got this tablet they need to get, and they're trying to make up some garbage about having to go and get the tablet from him. And she's like, "There, just tell him." I mean, she basically screams it in the movie. It was, and we everybody was that was funny. Just, just her actions. It was awful. God, it was so awful. It sounds like I got to go see a better movie than what you did. I just got back within the past hour from seeing. It's opening night for Guardians of the Galaxy, and we we got to go see it. And if anybody listened to our movie episode back in uh, May when we had uh, Dan Patrice on from Geek All-Stars, I said, this is the one movie I'm looking forward to. It met up my expectations. I think you said you may be going to see it this weekend. Highly recommend going to see it. I hope I can convince some people to go see the movie with me. Um, 
I mean, my, my concern is, you know, our time is kind of sort of limited there. And I, I'm really concerned that it, I'll go when there's a bunch of little kids in there, you know, I, I just, oh, yeah, I know. And if you go during the day, it is, it is going to be a movie that caters towards kids. There wasn't a lot of kids in there at night. There were a lot of uh, teenagers and uh, I was surprised it wasn't uh, more packed than what it was, but it's at the movie theater that we have, they don't do midnight showings. They'll just show it two or three times on the night before. So there was a seven o'clock showing and a couple of nine o'clocks. And uh, so we went and caught that. It was, it was, a, it was maybe 66% full. I thought it'd been more than that, but regardless, I still think it's going to have a huge weekend coming up. Oh, you know, it's going to have a huge, it's going to have a huge weekend tonight or tonight at midnight when people, where they can actually in a County that allows you to go out past 11 o'clock. You know, you can go see the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but let me tell you, <laughs> it was, um, like I said, it, it met everything that I, I want it to be. The, um, the characters are absolutely phenomenal. The two CGI characters of uh, Groot and, and Rocket were incredible. Um, sometimes, you know, CGI characters come off stiff or whatever, but uh, Bradley Cooper did such a great job voicing Rocket. And even though it only says three words, uh, Vin Diesel did a fantastic job doing Groot because the way he says those three words and in, in different inflections and tones conveys emotions and feelings it was it was really good i mean the casting was phenomenal i was really worried about dave batista you know a former wrestler uh being drax he was in one of my favorite characters one of my favorite actors right now is lee pace was ronin and he was great as a as a bad guy uh karen um gillian from um who played amy pond and doctor who was another uh good character uh, oh, one of the most entertaining was uh, Michael Brooker, who played uh, Merle in Walking Dead. He has a pretty decent-sized part in this movie. Now, granted, he's playing basically an alien Merle, but still, he did a good job. Oh, well, I mean, the cast seems incredible. I mean, but then again, let's keep in mind, you went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy right after, you know, a day after Sharknado 2. <laughs> oh my so I mean, you can't. You can't. You, you, you had two spectrums here. Oh, the uh, did you, have you did you watch it? It's DVR. I did not watch it yet. This is one of those where I get to watch it like on us uh, early morning when I get up or something. Everybody else is still in bed or something. Okay, so there were two really good parts. To Shark- okay, there was really no good parts to Sharknado. The two most entertaining parts to Sharknado one was all the cameos. It is just cameos left and right and you trying to pick up the different cameos that are in there and a lot of them make sense they're in there for a certain reason trying to figure it out the most fun is as we were watching we had our phones out following twitter and sharknado 2 was trending on twitter that was so funny reading the tweets that came across as we watched the movie we just laughed at some of this. I like uh, a prime example. Tara reads in the movie. She was in. She was in the first one, and somebody wrote the the most unbelievable thing about this movie is when Tara reads said, "I have a thought." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, well said. Oh. But yeah, but yeah, two two ends of the spectrum. Both very fun movies, but different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. So Guardians of the Galaxy is just a fun summer movie romp the the plot is somewhat 
and it's it's not the thickest plot in the world, but it's there basically to introduce all these characters, get all these five characters together, know them by the end, and know that you're going to be excited about seeing Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in 2017, which was just announced at San Diego Comic-Con. All right. Well, let me now you didn't go see it in 3D. Is it even out in 3D? Uh I don't know. We went and Everything's saw what they 3D. call the P yeah, that's true. It probably is. We saw the PDX version and at theater we have. It just means it's a wider screen and um, better sound, whatever. But it was 2D. It was 2D, yeah. I, I I haven't gotten to the point where I'm at the 3D part of it yet. So, yeah, I was just kind of curious about that. Now, I, you know, I've, I've heard the interviews and watched all those, you know, Vin Diesel being on um, Fallon the other night and then, you know, just listening to the director. And one of the things the director, like you said, was he was tired of, summer blockbusters being nothing but action movies with no theme to them or depth or anything. And and I just heard you say, you know, it's not a real deep plot or anything, but it it, did it at least have some plot. Oh yeah, no, it did. And and the plot there's make makes total sense. And um, there's not like a, a twisty turvy plot where there's a big plot twist or something one day. I mean, everything's out there that it makes sense. I mean, it's not very original or anything like that. Well, I'm, I'm playing it down worse than what it is. The thing is, it's all about getting these characters together, introducing the audience to them, and learning how they're all related and their different personalities. And they did a very good job with that. Yeah, so you don't need to know the backstory. Go read Infinity Universe or the Infinity Gauntlet. Sorry, all the Infinity series out there. You don't need to know all that and Gamora, where she came from, and her who her daddy was, and all that stuff. No, you don't because they actually explain all that in the movie. So it's all taken care of for you. The relationships between Gamora and uh, Nebula, Thanos, Ronan, all that's taken care of. Very, It's very easy to understand. So, And you don't need to know anything about any of the other characters in the movie. It's all explained. Well, Really well done there. Okay, well, good. Well, that's awesome that you got to see the movie. But more importantly, it's time to talk games. That's what people listen. We're not. We're not. A, I thought we was. I thought we was moving to a, a movie podcast. We're still. Well, games let me thing. tell you, that's a well, quick fifteen minutes for me because you'll know all everybody. I won't know anybody. <laughs> you know. I mean. Well, well, I mean, you've been gone on vacation. You probably haven't even played any games. No, actually, we've been doing nothing but play games since we got back. That's what's so funny. Now, I will say this on the on the ship. Um, we were on one of the celebrity ships, and for those of you who who are thinking about going cruising or anything like that, let me tell you, I've, I've done two cruises. I'm by no means a cruise fanatic or anything like that, but celebrity was top notch, okay? If you are in your late 20s, mid 30s, that is the cruise ship for you. So obviously there were some things that for us, you know, we didn't, we didn't go do the bar scene and, and all the singing and all that, but they had two comedians on there, Marty. One of them you would have loved, John Udi. He is a juggler, comedian, and he was hilarious. And, and, and just being able, I don't, you can talk to him better than this. He, he was able to do five rings. I don't know how hard that is. Do you still juggle at all? Yeah, well, it's, it's not like I actively walk around and, and, and juggle. Boy, this is pulling up stuff from the past. Yeah, so when I was in high school, I learned how to juggle. It's one of those things when you learn how to juggle, you never forget sort of deal. So it's not like I ever walk around and, and do it. But anyway, yes, no, I do appreciate the art of juggling. 
So yeah, I would have been entertained by that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Donald's like, oh really, a juggler? Yeah, and nah, nah, nah. and I'm like, but wait, you don't understand. He's he's a comedian, and he did this one act where he had a, a fan come up from the stage, and he was doing I think uh, six seven balls at one time, and he was juggling those balls up in the air, and um. He, he was making the guy, he said, okay, I want you to catch the balls. And he says, so when I, you know, I'm juggling, I'm going to throw them and you catch the balls and he's talking and then he goes, go. And then all, all seven of them hit the ground. It was hilarious. And then he caught one of them on his neck. He got in the way, mm-hmm. you know, and he caught it on the back of his neck and then he got, was able to get it down on his back. And then, so it's sitting there stuck in this, in the lower part of his back, right below, uh, right above his hind end. And he's telling the guy, well, I need you to get the bag close to my butt, you know, tell making him move close. It was, Oh, we were like, we were in stitches the whole time. Great comedian, um, John Udy. And the other guy, I can't remember his name. He came in, um, he was on the Britain's got talent show and, okay. he, and he is act. He, he, I don't know if this is true, but he was, he's a ventriloquist, you know, ventriloquists aren't, that's not, he was hilarious. He's taking it to a different level. He's making fun of his ventriloquist on the stage. He's funny, but he says, yeah, I followed. He goes, he's backstage. He's getting, he's, he's next to go on after behind. He's talking to this lady there. He's looking at, he's really confident. He's like, ah, yeah, I got you. You know, not a great looker. It was Susan Boyle. Oh, Wow so she walks out there starts singing and then he goes my confidence level dropped <laughs> it was so funny so um it, it was it was good but celebrity cruise lines um uh top-notch guys if you can get an opportunity to to get them i mean very family oriented great shows um but it, it was a lot of fun but they did have a game room marnie game room i was impressed oh tell me about it good stuff yeah it had chess and backgammon Okay, well, there you go. There you go. You should have brought some Settlers of Catan or something with you. I, I should have. some now, real games. I know Rebecca was out, and the, this elderly couple she, um, tried to teach her bridge. Okay, wow. <laughs> it was interesting. Oh, Lordy. But, you know, I never but, played bridge. I haven't either. It's, it's all about the bidding. There's classes on it, you know, leagues, tournaments. It's an amazing card game, and I've never taken the time to learn it. I got I got to hearts and spades and that was about as far as I got. Yeah, Opashaw. It's not on my bucket list either to learn how to play bridge. Uh, no, I've got too many other things to learn, especially exactly. with all these new games coming out. Gen Con, we're going to be talking about in a second, but yeah, Gen Con is coming up. We got some Kickstarter news to talk about. Speaking of Kickstarter, what is it with you, man? You, you're kicking everything. I fell off the wagon, didn't I? Hard. Well, okay. Let me think about it. what have I backed recently. Okay, I back backed Harbor. Mm-hmm. I backed Tiny Epic Defenders, mm-hmm. and those weren't high price point games. And I did just recently back the new Stefan Fell game, Aquasphere from TMG. So yes, I did back those three, but that's not too bad. No, but you, you've got another one coming. You got, of course, well, one's not a game, but you'll probably do um, Scott King's 2015 calendar. Okay, so we're, we're transitioning. Was that our transition point? Was that it? No, I'm just just me talking. Just hey, I I. You know, I'm trying to come up with an A game here behind Rodney, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm in the minors. I may, I may even be double A. I don't know yet. It's kind of sad. Okay, because I missed the transition. Okay, we're here. Going to show notes here on Kickstarter. Okay. Hey, guess what? What? Scott King has a new Kickstarter uh, coming out uh, on August 1st with his new calendar for 2015. 
No, really? He does. And I got his calendar last year from 2014. Love it. It's hanging on my uh, wall in the, uh, hanging on my office and uh, really good pictures. And um, when this uh, show comes out, it will already be active on Kickstarter. But he sent me a link to his preview Kickstarter page to show uh, some pictures of some of the games he's going to have featured. He's going to have two different uh, types of pledges. He's going to have a $25 pledge where you get the base calendar where you don't get to pick what pictures are in it. And then there is for $35, you get the custom calendar where he has a bunch of pictures and you pick uh, which ones you want included. Now, listen to some of the games he has in here. I'm not going to go through them all, just, just the ones I'm kind of excited about. There's there's Rampage, there's Love Letter, Puerto Rico, uh, Summoner Wars, Formula D, Firefly the Game, Resistance, Sushi Go, Oh, well, here is one for Euphoria, but I'm not going to get that one, so I'm going to skip that one. Uh, Gravwell, Arkham Horror, Splendor, Marvel Dice Masters, Ticket to Ride, The Lords of the Ring, uh, Lords of the Ring, wow, where in the world did that come from? How in the world do I see Lords of Waterdeep? Okay, well, I guess Lords. There. Lords of Waterdeep with the expansion, because he has a cool picture here of the Corruption Dice. Um, uh, I is this maybe pandemic? I'm not sure what that is. I, I couldn't tell. I can't zoom in on some of these. Uh, forbidden. Which one is this? Forbidden Island. Uh, Blockus. Castle Panic. Oh my gosh, he has just, a lot. Jeez. So no, wait, hold on. Netrunner. Ooh, Netrunner. Uh, yeah. Ascension. Uh, I mentioned Splendor already. Dominion. Uh, the Pathfinder Adventure card game. Uh, Star Realms, so tons of pictures to choose from for the custom calendar. So, yes, I will be jumping all over this and, and picking 12 of these. So, again, he does a fantastic job. Go check out his Kickstarter where you can look at all the images that he has. And, again, I, I backed him last year. It's worth getting. It's nice. So, as you look over there to try to figure out what day you're planning your game night, that you can say, hey, maybe we'll play that game that's shown in the picture. Ah, see, it's functional, it's useful. There you go. Now, I don't know if I think I saw it on Rodney's Indigo page for his Watch It Played, something about I don't know if it's a reward or something. I need to go out and reread that. But anyway, and then of course, Rodney Smith's got his Indigo campaign going on still. So, you know, y'all go check that out. Yes, please do. It's um, it's running for like sixty days. It's it's um, he's still got a ways to go, but he he is not on Kickstarter, but on Indiegogo, and uh, so there, uh, as we mentioned on the last show, the, this is his full time job, and he uses the Kickstarter in order to uh, supplement his um, income and uh, gives him money to be able to continue to create these awesome videos that I love to use for learning how to play games and mm-hmm. but there is a stretch goal not a stretch goal a pledge uh, level where you get a, a calendar uh watch it play calendar that was done by scott king so he's uh, featured in another uh crowdsourcing campaign okay well let's see there you go 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 there see you get kill two birds with one stone what can we say i also see this other one that you put on here Dungeon Saga by, is it Maniac Games? Maniac? I screwed that up. But anyway. How about just Mantic? That will work too. Yeah. So the people that did uh, Dreadball, they have a, you know, they do some really nice 
uh, miniatures uh, for not very expensive. They have a process to where those things are too expensive. They're coming out of the game called uh, Dungeon Saga, The Dwarf King's Quest. That's going to start on um, August 4th, so it will already be going to. It's a dungeon crawler. I just like dungeon crawlers, so I don't know a lot about it. I just put it in there because I thought that's something I'm going to look at. Well, what I was going to say is, did you over at Miniature Market, they've um, got um, the Dreadball, not Dreadball, um, yeah, Dreadball. That's the one that you and I have, right? Yes. They've got it on sale right now. Clearance. It just, it doesn't have legs. Well, I know some people that play it. Well, I mean, is it clearance or is it just a sale? I think it was clearanced out because I was looking at their clearance stuff the other day. I was like, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. But then again, who knows? I mean, you know, it could have been a one time. Well, it's definitely not like um, one of their other games, you know, they're putting it out there for the 24 hours. But anyway, no, that, it seems interesting. I'll, I'll get, I watched the video today and all like that. But that's, you know, that's one of those down the road. Because let me say, as we talk about Gen Con in this episode, I've already, I'm, Oh my goodness! So much pre-ordered. Yeah, oh, it's unreal. Before we jump off Kickstarter, though, there's one more I want to talk about. Um, Chris Handy um, sent us a a game or a set of micro games. It's a set of five games, and actually, I'm going to give some of these to you. He sent them to us for us to uh, preview. Uh, before his Kickstarter uh, begins, I can't remember the exact date that it begins, but I'm looking at them here, and these are really interesting. They're card games, mm-hmm. and if you look at them, they remind you of like a pack of gum. They're a little bit wider than a pack of gum, but about the same height, and I'm sitting here, and I have five games in my hand that are all that size, and there's different things. There's one here called Hue, where it has to do with... Um, uh, some sort of color set collection. Uh, there's one called KO, which has a a, a, a fighting theme to it. One called uh, Fly, where you're trying to have a, a swap flies. Uh, there's one called Jim, and another called that I just dropped on the floor. Hold on. <laughs> Awkward silence. I am back. It's called Taj. Uh, so we're going to try these out. I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you pick. You pick two or three of these to play. And I'll play the others, and on, a, on an upcoming episode while his Kickstarter's going on, we'll talk about them. So uh, this this will be really cool. And I think they're like 6 bucks a piece, but on the Kickstarter, you can get all five of them for $20. And I know we're really big into micro games now, but I've heard some really positive things about these, these things. It's really interesting that even though micro games are a big thing, that doesn't mean they're not a deep game. Because, uh, you know, I taught you Sell to India. For a micro game, that's not a bad game, is it? No, it's not a bad game at all. I mean, and then it's, um, you know, and you've been playing that a lot. I know that. So, but um, yeah, that's a really neat game. So I, I look forward to that and I, I, I claim Hugh. Yeah, that seems to be the one that's somewhat, that's uh, I, I've heard mentioned several times. So Hugh is I'm yours. I'm just kidding. I'm no, just no, kidding. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh is yours. And I think it'd be interesting to, you know, talk, uh, play these and then come back together. Plus you you can, uh, this would be good games to introduce to your family or, or, or neighbors. Mm-hmm. who aren't heavy gamers and, and just see what they think of them. Oh, exactly. Now I will say one that's coming out though. This I almost backed last year and we talked about it. Um, and it's coming out again. Um, on, I think it comes out tomorrow, August 1st. We're, you know, we're recording on the 31st of July, but, um, dice hate me games is doing the Kickstarter for, um, compounded expansion. Okay. And I wanted to really, I, I hemmed and hawed. Did I want the game? Did I not want the game last year? And, you know, that seems like a, such a neat game to me, something that we would enjoy around here that um, I'm, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. I think you can get a 
addition with uh, the game itself plus the expansion. So I've got to look into that one. That, I know that one comes out here soon. It will be going on as, as when this recording is released. Well, wait a minute. Didn't our good buddy Dan from over at Geek All Stars kind of help you out and let you know when those things are back in stock so you could get one? Did he not do that for you? You know, he didn't. It's kind of like somebody forgetting to talk to him when he was visiting him and to rip him about the fact that he didn't let me know. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, no so problem. last week my uh, we took uh, my son is going to be going to uh, Raleigh for school, and while we were there, Dan lives there. So uh, he and I hooked up, hooked up, met at a, uh, a sports bar that night, and we just sat there and talked all night long, and Tony, Tony texted me and said, look, make sure you badger him about compounded. Totally forgot about it. No, I appreciate that. I go on vacation, you get a co-host, and – I see where it is. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> we talked about like everything else. In yeah, fact, we actually did. we actually talked about Aquasphere. He's he's not a big fan mm-hmm. of what TMG's been doing recently, and he was very public about that on his his Twitter. But hey, you know, can't please everybody. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, he, he has he has valid points. I will say he has valid points, but for me, it's like it's a Stefan Feld game for twenty dollars cheaper than what I'll be able to get it online. So I got it. You got it. Or you could wait and see if Barnes and Nobles will carry it and put it in their clearance section later. Uh, do they carry any stuff on? Yeah, I don't they know. They carry, yeah, they carry Trajan. I got it for thirty dollars. I was, was going to say. Um, yeah, we got to play that sometime. So you got that. I got Castles. Um, and that's Rosen. Uh, that's not Feld. Sorry. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. is. I'm getting them confused now. Uh, yeah, you are confused. Yes. Well, it's late because somebody's internet connection sucks, and we had to record late tonight. <laughs> well, we actually had to record late because I went and saw the movie. So this is true too. All right, all right. That's it for the Kickstarter. We're we're done. So guys, I know you know you know board game breakfast. They do all this Kickstarter news. You can listen to it on the Dice Tower Network news. Uh, it, it's interesting how things are coming. I did get a notice, Marty, that you know I'm getting. Um, uh, two of my games should be arriving that I kickstarted. Well, not a, uh, one game is the expansion to Dungeon Roll. Um, I should be getting uh, a year later. But that's okay. Almost a year later. <laughs> uh, I just got one uh, notification that 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 talk for a second. Okay, talking for a second, and then I've got um, Robert um, Burks. Um, I'm really looking forward to to um, Draco Magi. He, I know he's, it's, it's on the slow boat and it'll get here soon. And I'm excited for that. I'm really, really excited for that one to come in. I enjoyed playing that one when he let us demo it. And I'm, I'm excited about getting that one here. It's a good, it's a good two player game. I think it's something my wife would even enjoy. Did you find out yet? Or do I keep talking? Coup, ref, coup reformation. Sure. I, I was indicated. Uh, it's, it's like a, uh, an expansion or an addition to coup. Uh, I just got a notification that's going to be shipped soon. So I'm excited about that because everybody I've ever talked coup to likes coup. Coup's a fun game. Even I like it. Yes. Yeah, you, you did. I mean, it, it's, it's a different type of game than resistance. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So, and that's actually on schedule. Uh, on the Kickstarter, it was mentioned it was going to be shipped in August, and it's going to be shipped in August. All right, so you ready to take a little break here, and then we can transition into some other gaming news? There's more news? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, stay with me, dude. I know I'm rusty. Stay with me. Well, it's that time of year when all the companies are announcing all their big games, and they're going to be released at Gen Con or soon after, and... You know, this we've said before that Tony and I are not going to be at Gen Con this year, but that's okay 
we're okay with this, and that's what we're going to cover in our next segment. So just hang on. But we do want to talk about some games that Tony and I have been you know, talked about. Uh, I was doing a lot of Kickstarter. You and I have been throwing a lot of money towards pre-orders recently. Yeah, you're killing me. I mean, I look at the, you know, I'm like, okay, so Barnes & Noble did their June sale, and now um, the pre-order I just did, you know, I, I'm excited among the stars. It should be here soon. I mean, very excited about that. Uh, among the stars is that the one from stronghold games that is the one from stronghold that i was very jazzy about you know talking about you know um they brought it over there was a kickstarter but stronghold picked it up he's got it here and now he's gonna have it also he just started the um uh, steven bonacore just started the the company just started the pre-orders for the expansions i'm like oh my heavens i haven't even gotten the game yet and you're already gonna suck more money out of me that is just (laughs) awesome i love it and is that the game that's they said is kind of a seven wonders feel to it? Yes, that takes seven wonders out of your. Um, you sell seven wonders after you get among the stars. Oh, I, I cannot! I'm so glad you pre-ordered this. I cannot wait to try it because I, I loved playing Seven Wonders. I don't get to play it a lot anymore. Uh, I still like it, but I'm so I'm really curious to see how uh, this one is. And I heard that uh, somebody said today uh, about the mon- among the stars expansions that you want them that it even adds even more to the game. Exactly. So that's more money out of my pocket. And then you, of course, jumped over on the um, Stronghold Game website and did a little pre-order, didn't you? I did. So they're going, or they, a lot of people are going crazy about the uh, the Panamax game, which is the game that is based on building the Panama Canal and moving resources through there. A lot of buzz on it. So when the pre-order came open earlier this week, I, I, I jumped on it. I thought that's a game that I think that I will like uh, never played, just going sight unseen. But I really love Stronghold's pre-order program. I love that they give you what's the percentage? Thirty. Do you remember? Thirty percent off uh, their MSRP. So then you you're about in the range of the you know the online store type pricing, but you're guaranteed to get it first. I think that's fantastic. Before anybody else. Yeah, and for those if you haven't gone and. Um you know, Dan's uh, Geek All-Stars. Listen to his interview with um, Bonacore, and there's a part of it in there, if you like Space Cadets, they talk about this massive Space Cadets game that they're going to have going on there. Um, that You mean Gen Con? Yeah, Gen Con, and we won't spend too much time on that because we're not going to Gen Con. So anyway, moving on. So yeah, we did that. Can I say one thing about Gen Con, though, they did mention on that thing that I think is really important, and another reason why I jumped on Panamax, because they said that at uh, Gen Con, uh, the, uh, Dan asked uh, Stephen how many games you're gonna uh, copies you're gonna have. He said the max he would have is 120 games, and I bet those will be gone. And my concern was, oh, he also said that they only uh, pre-order allow pre-order of 500 copies of games. My fear was that Panamax will be a hot seller at Gen Con, which I think it will will be, which will drive everybody right to the pre-order site to get it. So that's why I jumped on the pre-order early. Smart. I wanted to make sure you get one of those one of the 500. Smart. And then, of course, you've um, pimped us on something else. Um, you've got a whole bunch of us involved in this one, and everybody's going to go gaga on this. Doomtown. From AEG, yes. Uh, I don't think, I can't remember if we've mentioned it before, but no, I know we have because oh, I know yeah, you, well, you're, you're, you're excited about the, the Wild West theme, and I'm excited about the Wild West theme with the magic. And uh, there is a lot of buzz. I read another review today on it uh, from somebody who's gotten an advanced copy. And uh, they really liked it. 
Um, they said there's a lot of game to it. There's a, a lot of good strategy to it, a lot of deck building mechanics. And we got, uh, like you said, a couple of other our friends into it, uh, which is nice. I mean, we got a lot of friends that play Netrunner, but there's something about everybody kind of starting at the same place and, and, mm-hmm. and playing. And the two other people that we got into it don't already do Netrunner. So this is kind of their first foray into not a CCG, but like an LCG type game. So I'm really anxious to see what they think. And I think uh, you guys are, um, I'm pre-ordered one from a local game store. I think you guys are going in together to get get it from Cool Stuff Inc. So you can get the free shipping and you get like three or four copies at once. Yeah. And I mean, you made an excellent point about if you want the complete set, you got to order two base games. Right. Because you're, right. you're, you're getting the special edition that only one was going to be delivered to a store or something. The premium or deluxe edition that they're going to have uh, some at Gen Con, that wooden box. Mm-hmm. When I did not spend $100 on the Ticket to Ride 10th Anniversary Edition, I said, <laughs> well, I just justified for me spending $100 on Doomtown. <laughs> yeah, you go, big boy. I tell you, well, I can't wait to see. I know it's going to be gorgeous. And, well, I don't know. I just, I, I can imagine that it'll be gorgeous based on one of the things you were telling me there in it. So, but um, I only ordered one copy. I'm going to give it a yeah. try. And then like I did, you know, like we did, we split a net runner. Who knows? Um, may, may be able to do that later. You know? Yeah. Split, no, split, I agree. I think uh, only one of the people that we're playing with said, I'm going to go ahead and order two. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, get one, you know, see if you like it or not. I'm, I'm really anxious to see how it plays. I'm really anxious to see how four player plays. It's mm-hmm. one thing I'm excited about. It's not just a two player game. But that's not all that we pre ordered. No, it's not. so last year we uh we got to demo crossfire um i saw that more reviews are coming out on that tom vassal did a review on it and really dug it and the more i saw it i said tony would you pre-order that because that looks like that would be a lot of fun and there are a couple of the guys who are into kind of the shadow run uh universe and so i think you've just pre-ordered that one recently didn't you Yes, I did. And, you know, so there we go. We got that one pre-ordered as well. And, um, I mean, I enjoyed the game. I don't, I mean, everybody's talking about the stickers and all this other stuff. I, I look forward to it. You got Pathfinder. I think I will enjoy this one because I enjoyed the, the universe. Um, I, I just, I, I think it was a very good game. Yeah. It's like an Uno game where you play the multiple colors and things like that. But, you know, guess what? It's easy to learn, and it's, I mean, you and I played it a little bit, but the co-op nature of it, that was that was really a selling point for it. I, I agree, and I think one of the things I know that we've mentioned several times just about matching colors in order to do attacks or whatever, but several reviews I've read said, aside from that, they said the theme is so rich in theme. It's not just like a... a basic game with the theme slapped onto it. They said the the uh, guns that you get or the equipment that you get, the way it reads and the way it works just fits in that Shadowrun universe. The stuff that you're doing, the, the skills that you have, they said it all just works and it feels like you're that character playing in that universe. And that's what really got me excited too. Oh yeah. Um, so look forward to that one. So that'll be out at the end of the month. So basically what's going to happen is probably by the end of August, September, we will have a whole bunch of new stuff that we're going to be trying to get out there on the table. And, you know, I'm still trying to get through all the games that are in my cabinet this year. I'm still have that set up. Uh, I hope to do that, play every game in my cabinet at least once this year. If not, then we're going to call down the collection, but that's not all. It's not. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, because remember, I pre-ordered the uh, Fantasy Flight LCG Warhammer 40K Conquest. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You did that, didn't you? I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We pre-ordered a lot. My son was very interested, loves the 40K universe. I thought the mechanics looked kind of cool. I thought, if I get this, I know you'll you'll play it just to see how it is. I'm not saying... This is an LCG we're going to get into, but I definitely wanted to, I think the art looks fantastic. I like that universe. I want to see how it plays. Uh, so we're, we're also getting that one. I think that's it, finally. Are, are so that's sure? what? One, two, three, four, five, five pre-orders right there. That's unreal. that's unreal. That means we should have a lot of five-minute initiatives we should be putting out in September, October. Yeah, it's almost been six months since we did the last one. So we need to get out there and get busy, dude. Yeah, because everybody's like, when are you going to do another five-minute initiative? It's like, we need to do that. And then we never pull it off. But we will. we got a lot of new stuff coming out, and uh, we'll get on that. So, yeah, I need need like a second job here. Oh, you have one. It's called you play in the band. Oh, that's true. I don't. So I don't, you know, I, I can't keep up with the with the Marty, you know. I just, yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. And hey, then, but, uh, but yeah, but I haven't spent a, a lot this year on games, so I'm 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 done for now. I mean, there's going to be nothing coming out beyond this that I'm probably going to jump on mm-hmm. soon. So, and I'll be happy with what we got. And um, obviously, we'll we'll see where. Unfortunately, oh well, <clears throat> beside the D and D attack wing. But aside oh, from that, yeah. That's it. Yeah, D&D Attack Wing. Don't forget about that. You got it. But I think that's um, October, September, October. It's it's later, though. Yeah, and I know we're, we're floundering on. Don't don't get us wrong here. We, we enjoy, we still enjoy playing um, Dice Masters, but the Uncanny X-Men release that's um, supposed to come out later, we're kind of, I agree with you. It's kind of like, eh, do we need to, maybe they learned their lesson. Do we really need to pre-order that? So, right. Who knows? Yeah, uh, Tony. I was talking to Tony today, and we we've pre-ordered uh, a couple starters in a a booster box for Marvel Dice Masters, and just about the time it's going to come out, Tony and I will have had these other games uh, like the Doomtown or, or or whatnot that that we're trying out. And I'm going. You know what? What about at that money we're going to be dropping on Marvel Dice Masters? We wish we would have to maybe get supplements for like Doomtown or something like that. And then I just brought up the fact that I wonder if this starter is going to be as hard to get. We still like Dice Masters. There's We got a store in Charlotte that is supporting it, and I went to an organized event the other night. There's going to be one next month. Fun game, still enjoy it, but now I'm just wondering, I wonder if that time when it comes out, I'd rather have that money to go towards something else. So Yeah, no, I completely understand. I mean, yeah, like you said, just too much going on. So, are you going anything else coming? I can't. I can't afford. No, it I, please, please, Lord, let that be all. Yeah. Okay. So it's like I almost don't want to read about anything else. And you know what? There's going to be some hotness at Gen Con we don't even know about. Oh, exactly. You, you know there will be, and that's fine. That's the way it is, and we'll just have to. We'll be like the rest of everybody waiting. Which I think I think it's now is an excellent time to transition over to our Gen Con segment. All right, we know you're tired of hearing us whine about we can't go to Gen Con, we can't go to Gen Con. Yeah, we all understand that. I mean, there's going to be a, a gazillion people there, not, but like most people, we're not going, and that's what most people. So Marty and I said, so how can we take this? Marty had this brilliant idea. I don't know where he, if he was driving in traffic or whatever. He says, let's just put together our top five reasons of why we're glad we're not 
going to Gen Con. That's right, not going to Gen Con. So I said, sure, Marty, let's do that. And so that's what we're going to talk about. And we would love to hear from y'all what you think is why you're glad you're not going. And if you're going, we'd love to hear why you're going. No, we wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. I mean, yeah, I agree sure. with you. We don't want to hear. <laughs> so uh, we got to get it like this. There's what, 40, 50,000 people going to Gen Con. There are a lot more people not going to Gen Con than going to Gen Con. But it seems like when you read, you know, all the Twitter spheres and all the media content providers talking about all the wonderful things they're going to be doing at Gen Con, what about the rest of us who aren't? This is for us. That's right. This is for those who are not going because there are some reasons why you are glad you're not going to Gen Con. And that is the top five list that we came up with. Five reasons why I am glad I am not going to Gen Con this year. But we really did want to go. Shh. Okay. So, all right. Who wants to start? I'll, okay, I'll start. You number start. five. Number five. The fifth. Number five. I don't. I, we, we need like Eric Summer to do his number five. That's all right. But he doesn't share that stuff with us. We're not. We don't. You know. You know. We, we don't need that. All right. Yeah. Number five. Okay. Here we go. Number five. I do not have to deal with the disappointment of getting to Gen Con and there be some game that I want and it's already sold out. It happens every year. There's a limited amount of games that uh, the, the manufacturers can bring. And if there was something that I wanted and didn't get over there in time, then I have to watch everybody else playing that fantastic game and I don't get a copy of it. So I'm glad I'm not going to Gen Con so I don't have to deal with the disappointment and not be able to get something I really wanted. Well, that's a good reason. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, last year, you know, it was like Robinson Crusoe, Firefly, and the the fight scenes and all that stuff going on. I'm with you there. That's a good one, Marty. Proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. My number five is money. Uh, the amount of money that I am saving by not going to Gen Con. I can use it as obviously to pre-order other games. Yay. So, but yeah, the money for me is number five. The reason why I'm glad I'm not going to Gen Con, I'm not having to pay for the hotel and the food and, you know, all that good stuff. But uh, uh, that's it, money. And that's actually later on my list. So I'll talk about that one in a second. My number four is the fact that I did not have to deal with any stress of having to do any pre-con planning this year. If any of you have ever been to Gen Con before and actually try to want to get in one of the uh, sponsored hotels that's connected to the uh, convention center, there was a nightmarish sign up this past January when the hotels became available and they went so fast and the system was crashing and people were so ticked off because they wanted to get in one of the host hotels that uh, that easily to walk to and you couldn't get into them and now people having to deal with trying to find a hotel a little bit beyond town and where to park and then some of the you know the travel of having to book tickets if you're going to fly let me tell you a lot less stress and not having to plan that trip that I'm glad I didn't have to deal with this year. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, when I went last year, I'll, I, I'll admit I stayed outside of town at a hotel that was really nice, really inexpensive. But you're right, Marty. I'd hate to have to drive in there. I'm wondering what Lucas Oil Field's going to charge this year. I mean, it was $10 last year, $15, 20 because you, that's, you know, four days, that's $80 more. I'm with you. That's, that's unreal. So my number four. You can't unsee some of the costumes. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> or better yet, you can't unsee me in a costume. E- either way, however you want to look at that, there are just some things, some things you don't want to unsee, but there are some that you wish you could unsee. And I'm going to leave it at that. So like, there's what, some guys there that maybe thought they looked like Superman or Hercules or something and just really couldn't pull it off or something like that? That, or it could be very well, you're just like, what were they thinking? You know, that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know. But some, but don't get, don't get me wrong. For every, for, for every one that you don't want to see, there are 10, 20 that you wish you could see. You know, you, you're going to take pictures because they are incredible. People do it incredible. But once again, you can't unsee certain costumes. My number three, and this is maybe just a big one uh, for me because I'm just not crazy about this. I do not like dealing with crowds. Um, I am not a crowd person. You know, like when we went to the theater tonight, there the there's this we got this one theater that's a little bit bigger than uh, uh, normal. And there's like the two rows right in the middle where it's just a row. Uh, there's a lot of space behind the row and a lot of space in, in front of the, the two row section. I always want to get there early so I can get those seats. So nobody's behind me. I just don't like dealing with crowds. So obviously the vendor floor on floor on Gen Con can kind of get to me after a while. To the point where I am so tired of rubbing shoulders and elbows and bumping into the people that I almost have to pull off to the side and find a wall with the least, at least three to four feet of clear space around me just so I can catch my breath. So I am glad I'm not going to deal with any of the crowds this year at Gen Con. And that's my number three as well, Marty. People soup. You just, you know... Right before the doors open, you've got that mad rush of people. Yeah, that's fun the first day, but, you know, it gets old. And just having to deal with that going through the door as they rush to get those games that they're going to be sold out where you'll be disappointed. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not dealing with that. And from the standpoint, I didn't mind it once I got inside, but it was getting past that original rush. That just uh, that got old real fast. But, it, but hey, I'm glad I did it. Glad I'm not doing it. So I'm with you. People soup. My number two is not having to deal with the physical ailments that you get when you go to this convention. You're talking about four days of walking, standing a lot on your feet, not eating very well, not sleeping very well. The whole con crud thing, that is not a myth. That is true. That is why it's recommended that you take hand sanitizer with you. You constantly wash your hands. You're picking up boxes and cards and components that people have had all their sick, diseased hands all over. And it's easy to catch something while you're there again because it's so crowded. You're tired. Your feet hurt at the end of the day. I'll never forget uh, the second time that we went uh, a couple years ago. There's a picture of me and my son sitting up against the wall on Sunday afternoon that my wife took. We were just physically exhausted. I was ready to go home. I was done with it. It takes forever to recover. It physically wears you out. And if you get the crud, it's even worse. Okay. For me, um, no, by the way, I haven't experienced that in the cons that I've gone to. So I'm, I'm looking forward to not having to experience what, that. What, Concrud? Yeah, Concrud. I haven't had to deal with that yet. So Yeah, but what about just the, the tiredness, the fatigue of rushing around for three or four days? Uh, we'll talk about that later for me. So number two, I can't screw up anybody's name. <laughs> I know, Mark. Steve Bonacore. Oh, good gosh. Anyway, I still remember that. 
or, you know, not being able to pronounce people's names, using the wrong name, you know, because one of the things, you know, I did enjoy, I will say this, Marie, I enjoyed doing the interviews last year. That was fun and, and being able to talk to people. And I think it would be a blast again, but I, I'm not screwing anybody up that screwing up a name. It's not, uh, I, I, the pressure's off there and having to do that, those interviews, I, that, I'm glad I'm not going for that reason right there. I can't screw up a name. So the number one is actually one that you've already covered, but now I'll elaborate a little bit. I mean, I'm going to save a huge amount of money by not going. It is expensive to go to this convention. I mean, even if we're able to get the press pass, that's that's not the tickets to the cons, not that expensive. It's having to deal with the hotel rooms. It's having to deal uh, with the getting your food, the travel, whether it be you you drive or, or fly, you are dropping a wad of cash just to get there and experience it. And that doesn't even count the money that you spend on the games. And we talked about all the pre-orders that we're doing all the pre-orders that were done, we're getting those pre-orders below uh, retail cost. Even the ones we're buying directly from Stronghold because we're doing their pre-order program. There is nothing on sale at Gen Con. You might find a booth or two of a, of a dealer who um, may will cut a deal on... Like I know there's this one booth that carries like Dominion Games, Rio Grande Games, and they cut deals on those. But anything that's new that's coming out, you will not get it cheaper. You will pay full price. And because of that, I the amount, uh, yeah, I dropped a lot of me on pre-orders, but that's pales in comparison to how much I would have spent if I'd have went there. Oh, and you're paying, yeah, you're paying for the newness. That's what you're paying for. Yeah, but we're getting the newness at a discounted price. All that stuff we just mentioned is brand new, but it's cheaper than what you're going to be able to have to pay for it at Gen Con. Yeah, but it's not new. People have already talked about it. People have already tweeted it. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm with no, you. No, no, no. Well, no, I'm talking about like Panamax. I know. And, and Conquest. All those are going to be like done at Gen Con and we got them cheaper than what they're going to be there. Panamax, Stephen Bonacore uh, said today on Geek All-Stars, Panamax is full price at Gen Con. You want it cheaper, pre-order it. Hey, I'm with you there. So yeah, I agree with you. So that was my number five. Your number one money so, and, and the hassle. Mine is your number two, sleep. Um, I did get exhausted. I will say that. I'm not going to lose sleep. That's to me, I'm, I'm glad for that. Not worrying about that safety issues, things like that. Getting yourself run down. I didn't get the crud, but yeah, you're right. Exhaustion, sleep. I'm so glad I'm not having to deal with that this year. Um, and then, cause it's kind of like, it reminds me, you remember how, when your boys were young, Marty, and they always, they didn't want to go to sleep because they were scared. They were going to miss something at night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rebecca was the same way. She, oh, but I don't want to go to sleep cause I'll miss something. Same thing. If, if I leave here to go to bed, what have I missed? Did I miss something fun? Did I miss a giveaway? What did I miss? You know, and that's the same thing. So I, I don't have to worry about that. I can go to bed. I can scroll through the tweets the next day. I'm good to go. I will see the news then. And that, that's awesome. There's our top five reasons why we are glad we are not going to Gen Con. And uh, like Tony said, for all those, and there are many people not going to Gen Con, why are you glad you're not going? Is it some of those? Is it some of the ones that we haven't thought about? If you want to, uh, go to our guild page and uh, you can comment on the uh, the post for this episode where we have. Let us know your thoughts. Tweet them to us. Let us know what you think because 
we're going to share this experience together. In fact, I've talked to a few other people. I know that um, all us geeks, um, those guys over there, they're not going to be going to Gen Con. We've already kind of set up a hashtag that we're going to use. No Gen Con 2014. So while Gen Con's going on, a lot of us who aren't, we're going to be like hashtagging that and talking about stuff that we're doing. If you aren't going to Gen Con, still make it the four best days of gaming for you. Have people over, play a lot of games, and share it. There's no reason why we can't have the excitement of playing games too, so we're all in this together. We'll get through it. Well, I'll tell you, Tony, I'm glad we came up with that list because I'm actually feeling a little bit better now about it. Keep telling yourself that, dude. Just keep telling yourself that. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest, Marty. I mean, Gen Con is a, is a festival. It's a it's a carnival. It's a circus. It's all of that. And but let me just say, still, I mean, you know, we are going to Board Game Geek, so we've got that going for us. I can't wait to do that and compare Origins Gen Con and, and BGG, and then maybe someday Dice Tower. Um, but you know, I'm still even even after that, I still like Origins. Really. Um, I'll be, let me interested to see how uh, BGG compares because a lot of people is uh, really into that. Let me tell you that. Let me t- tell you that. Tell, tell me you that. this. After <laughs> after Gen Con, I'm going to be hyping the mess out of BGG Con. Yeah. <laughs> That's we're going to be going to that. Yeah, we are. So, um, and I don't. It's, there was just something maybe because we went to Origins in that off year, it felt a lot more relaxed. And then you went the following year, and there was a lot more people. But to me, that I just I really enjoyed that. So, and next year is going to be kind of an odd year again. It's earlier than what it has been, and like none of my family, all my kids are still in school. So it's just like, well, I guess y'all won't be going to Oranges next year. And it's like, well, are you? It's like, yes, I'm going to Oranges well, next what, year. <laughs> when's Adam out of school? He's out in early May. Oh, that's right. That's right. He could go with me. Oh yeah, that'll just make his brothers really mad. Unless he's working. Well, yeah, that's true. But anyway, so yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to go to Origins again next year, but I'm wondering if it'll be a down year because a lot of schools will still be going on. I got no issue with that, but I know they do. But anyway, so let me tell you another little story here. I got, I got, a, all right, I got here a, we go. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, right, you got an anecdote for me. Here all right, we go. here we go. So, you know, uh, Barnes and Noble, 50% off. I was able to pick up Puerto Rico for uh, $20. Incredible deal. Incredible deal. Loving the deal. So I got it. I'm all excited. I love playing Puerto Rico with, with, you know, with our group. Um, and so I was excited. I'm like, okay, this game, I, I'll be able to teach to my wife and my, my friends next door or, you know, the family next door. And I'm all excited. So I go out there and I watch a how to play video. Excuse me, Rodney, where was yours? You didn't have one. That's <laughs> yes, okay. I have one for Puerto Rico. I couldn't find it, so I may not have typed in the search button right. Rico may be spelled differently in Canada. Canada, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, so I watched that, and you know, I remember how to play. But I'm saying, okay, I need to remember this. And then I and then I got those um how to play sheets out that you know that you can download off of BGG and that are over at um. Um, God, what's that place? The Esoteric Order of Game uh, of Gamers. You know, they put those how to plays, and I, so I got that, and then I downloaded, you know, how to teach. So I had all that lined up. I'm ready to go. All right, and I'm all like, right. I'm like, okay. So I take it over there, and my wife and my neighbor and his wife, and we're and I'm teaching them. And like I've said before, I can't teach games worth squat. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't freaking do it. I don't. 
I don't know why I have such an impediment to that or such a, such a block. I'm reading the sheet and I'm like, what the heck? Why can I not get, get this across? You know? And then, so the first thing, when you set it up four players, you know, the f- player one, player two, get indigo players, three and four get corn. Okay. Right. First question on my wife's mouth. Why don't I get indigo? <laughs> I'm like, because you're not player one or two. <laughs> She goes, well, the, well, that's stupid. And I'm like, I go, she goes, where, where's that? And I'm like, she goes, well, I want in to go. Then I said, you need to be player one or two. Well, I don't want to be player one or two. Well, where's it say that? I said, it's in the rules right here. See, I'm, ta- I'm showing you. So she's arguing with the stop sign at this point. Yes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So anyway, we're playing it. And um, the first game I expect to win. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm not tuning my horn. I, yeah, three people that haven't played Puerto Rico and someone who has, yeah, I won. No big deal. And, but I'm sitting there. I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to say, well, by the way, it was a marathon, Puerto Rico, three freaking hours um, to play and teach because you know you got to teach them. And you're like, and I'm trying, okay, well, who do I want to take now? Do I want to take Builder? Do I want to take Craftsman? And, and they, they, for the first game, they kept locking in on the ones that kept having the extra doubloons on them. The prospector kept getting an extra doubloon on them. And they'd, they'd take him. I'm like, why are you taking that? And I'm trying to explain to them, you know, you need to think, if, if I take this one, that means this person needs to take this one. Where is that going to end up, right? Right. And so I'm trying to teach them some strategy of the game. You know, you can either, you know, the game ends when there's not enough colonists or there's 70, the victory points are all done or the people fill up their building squares. So I'm saying, so you've got ways to either generate income or you do this. Um, my, my neighbor's wife did it, had an incredible economy going. She was, she was raking in nine, balloon, nine doubloons every turn. I'm like, how, wow. I'm like, how are you doing that? And then, but she was she using the market. Yes, just out of curiosity. Yeah, okay. The market. Um, she had the market. And she had something else, and so we. So I win. No big deal. Everybody. So they want to play again. So we play. We, a couple of days later, we play again. So this time we finish. I win again by one point. I beat. Uh, I beat Mike by one point, fifty-one to fifty, and then Donna comes in last. She is pissed. Oh my <laughs> gosh. She is so mad. She says, I'm just being a bad sport. Don't talk to me. I'm like, okay, okay, baby. I understand. And so, uh, but I'm not going to let it go. I'm an idiot. Uh, so I'm like, well, what, what's wrong? What, what's wrong? What's wrong with this? She goes, I don't understand. How did you win again? And I go, well, let's, let's think through it. And I go, you had uh, 26 victory points. I had 28. So you were shipping right. You were doing a good job on your shipping. Right, I said I just have more buildings than you, and so she didn't have the economy. Okay, so that was the big thing. And so, guess what's guess where Puerto Rico is going now? Oh, it's it's uh, it's on the uh, the bottom shelf right now. Bottom shelf trade list. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I, I may convince him to play again. She said she needs to play it again, but oh man, she did not like that second one. Wow. I know. Did did they did they grasp the whole thing? Did they f- get that whole thing about you know uh, after you play for a while, there's a certain order that people pick up the roles. You know, there's a certain time when you want to ship, and there's sometimes when you don't want to ship, and there's sometimes you want to. Uh, I can't remember uh, which one is it. Is it the tradesman or which whichever one you get the resources on? Uh, craftsman. Yeah, 
craftsman. Yeah, and then when you do that, pretty soon somebody will probably ship right after that, and you know all that stuff. Did they pick up on that? Mike did. Or they just okay? I just know if they were just willy nilly, just still picking up roles by the end of the game. I, I think Mike got he was getting that, and I think the other thing is learning the buildings. You've got to learn those buildings and understand how they are. I did read where um, you know there's talk that the university needs to come down in a cost, and the factory needs to go up in cost. You know to mm. to make the game balance out a little bit better. So, so that was the, the one thing, but it was, you know, they did a, they were picking up on that. They got off of, Oh, look, there's doubloons here. Let's take him immediately. Maybe you want to wait around or, you know, and then the one, now I didn't notice this and, and my neighbor's wife had a good point about this. She finally had everything built. She had what she wanted and the game suddenly ended, you know? Oh yeah. It just suddenly bam ends because the colonists ran out. Sure, yes. And so she's like, but I just now got my plantation built. I just now got my factories up and running. Why can't I now get to the fun part of shipping stuff? <laughs> because the game's over. I'm like, yeah, the game's <laughs> over. But, you know, she, she, she brought up a good point. I'm like, that's when you need to really be thinking. I said, y'all kept taking colonists after colonists after colonists. You need to think, am I, are we doing that too much, you know? All right. I don't know that I've played many Puerto Rico games where that wasn't taken every turn. Is it the mayor? The mayor, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. But near the end of the game, now it comes down to getting those buildings that generate you some income or something. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you probably not don't take the mayor. Maybe some towards the end of the game. Well, that's interesting. I I hope you get to play it again because I really I really still dig that game. That's just one of those staples for me. It really is. Uh, I I could say I could get tired of Settlers or whatnot. I don't know if I could ever get tired of Puerto Rico. I just don't play it enough Mm -hmm. or a lot to where when it comes out, I always, after I'm done, I was always like, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah. So, so once again, I can't teach a game. My wife hates the game and it was another awesome opportunity for us. It was funny. It was, it was good. She, she was, she was, she was a good sport and uh, it was just funny. Well, I got to teach a game uh, to some guys that came over the other day. I taught them uh, Damage Report, which I just got from uh, Break From Reality Games, mm-hmm. uh, which is a uh, basically a real-time co-op game that um, if anybody listened to our show from last year when we went to Origins, my wife fell in love with that game. And it finally just came out within the past month, and we got a copy. And um, Vanessa and I want to do like a five-minute initiative on it because that's her game. So she really wants to talk about how much she likes it. Uh, I got a chance to teach that game. It's it's funny. It went over better with my family than it did with those guys the other night. When I played with my family, it was really, really hard. And when I played with the other guys the other night, it kind of worked out where it wasn't so hard. And I don't think the stress level was there that made it not as enjoyable. So I need to play through that again. But I need to get you to play it because that's a co-op game that I would like you for you to take to your family and friends and see what they think of it because since they like pandemic so much i'm curious to see what they think about a real-time co-op game right yeah that that'll be interesting so well that's interesting i mean it was like the first time you played um robinson remember oh yeah that that's exactly that's a great that's very good i'm glad you said that because the first time i played it the cards worked out for us where i thought it was a piece of cake and i go i don't see what the big deal is and i froze to death yeah i think that must have been part of it 
Because then I played it again. It's like, okay, this game is a lot harder than I thought. I like it more. Isn't that weird? You win the uh, first time. It's like, yeah, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's a better experience if you lose the first time. It's like, okay, now it's a challenge. I must go play again. I must so, win that game. So, yeah, exactly. So, the, uh, another game we got to try that night. I got to play Concordia again. I really want you to try that. Okay. I need to uh, get um, – the guy who has it, uh, you and him together, so you can uh, play it. It's funny. The first time I heard about that game, it's like, oh, this is a Euro with a deck building mechanic in it. Mm-hmm. And when I played it, finished playing it the night, I don't want to call it a deck builder anymore. Uh, the reason why is because you start out with a set. Uh, it's some, think of Puerto Rico. Concordia has a set of cards everybody starts with in their hand, and each one does a roll for you each turn. You play the card, you kind of get to do that roll. Mm-hmm. And um, as the game progresses, there's these other card, roll cards you can buy to take into your hand. But you know, in a deck builder, when you're buying cards, they, they go into like a discard pile and then you draw from those randomly. There's no random draw in this game. Meaning, basically, you just fan your cards out. You pick the role that you want to play. There is one role in there called the, the Tribune, I think, is the uh, role where it says, all right, I want to take all the cards I've discarded and put them back in my hand. So you can just, anytime you want to, play a role to take all the discard cards back and start over again. Mm-hmm. So there's not a drawing of cards. There's not a shuffling of cards. And that's why in that game I finally said, you know, I don't know that I can consider this a deck builder as more of I'm just collecting cards or collecting roles and I'm going to play over a course of a game. Right. right. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to call it deck builder anymore. Okay. Because for me, I feel like a deck builder needs to be a deck that you build and call over time to make it efficient so that when you draw, you get the right cards you want. It's not really that way. Just every turn, you just play whatever card you got in your hand that you want to. Don't have the card in your hand and it's in your discard pile. Well, you can play a card that says take every card back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I look forward to that. I mean, basically what I need to happen is for um, Donna to go out of town for two weeks. So that, yes, uh, yeah, that's all I need to have happen for me. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, so we played uh, Lords of Waterdeep uh, with the two expansions. Yeah, and um, I'm going <laughs> to reference somebody here because Tony, you know who I'm talking about, and there, there's a reason for this. So uh, I taught it to Cecil, and Cecil is a good friend of ours. We've been gaming with him for, gosh, many, 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 many years, even before the game club came around. Cecil's has a somewhat competitive streak maybe somewhat (laughs) somewhat of an air of when he wins he likes to rub it in sort of deal he he never has he has not played lord of the rings with the expansions with the corruption and whatnot editor marty here i can't believe i said lord of the rings again i don't know what is wrong with me it was supposed to be lords of Waterdeep. back to the show destroyed us absolutely destroyed us and we have created a monster now. Oh my gosh, the trash he was talking that night. Oh my gosh, the trash he was talking to, on the emails. It's like, oh, this is bad. You know, it's one of those things that once he wins a game, he's like, I'm ready to play again. Yes. <laughs> sort of deal. So it's like, oh, yeah, we need to bring this table again and kind of set him back in his place. But yes, yes, that's, and I mean, oh, he, he's a great trash talker. He receives it and gives it equally. And it is, he is, it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh. I will, but he's not the gamer. He's not that. 
He's high. This sounds bad. It sounds like I don't ever play with somebody like that. He does it for fun. Yeah, it's all in fun. It is. It's, it's not. It's not like I, being a jerk. No. It's what. It's like one of those things. Once you, he gets to know you. He just has fun with it, and you could play with him back and forth. But that's why I think it's funny. But it made me think of something else. You know what we need to do with this with this group that we got playing. I know exactly where you're going group. with this. Oh yeah. So where am I going? Starcraft, baby. Oh my gosh, we haven't played StarCraft in years, and it would be so much fun to pull that game out and have three teams of, of two and play against each other and just laugh our butts off because that's what exactly well, what it would Ed, be. If Ed can make it, me and Ed, we're turtling. <laughs> we're we're going to protoss and no, we got to be we got to be tearing and and build up in about four hundred tanks or something. I don't know. Oh man, yeah. that's great. I tell you, and last Saturday was a big game day for me because uh, that morning uh, I went to our local game store and played in a Shadowrun RPG kind of intro event, mm-hmm. and we had we had eight people show up to that. Great, uh, it was a very fun event. The only issue was we had eight people show up to that. So it made for a somewhat long, tedious game because everybody has to take their turns for the deal. You could tell the GM was just skipping through parts to try to make sure we finish in four hours. So it was one of those things. I think it'd be more fun with three or four people. But he wants to, in the next month or so, have another time to get together and just do a a character building time, not play a scenario. Just everybody get together and he'll help work through a character creation sheet and help us get a character going. That was a lot of fun. But what was really interesting going on at the same time was a Settlers of Catan uh, tournament. 17 people showed up. That's great. That's great. That was, yes, that was incredible. A lot of people from our game club came. It was great seeing so many people come out with that. Because, you know, lots of times we've talked about with game stores, they're like a magic store, and that's all they focus on. Our local game store has done such a great job of catering to so many different types of players, of miniature gamers. Uh, they they have a good net runner group. Um, they have... Uh, now they got this good board game group where they may like next month, I think they talked about doing Ticket to Ride tournament and alternating doing stuff. Like, and the prizes they had were great. First uh, first place just won a Settlers of Catan expansion of their choice. That's great. I mean, 17. I mean, when they had the meetup group signed up, they only had like uh, eight, nine si- signed up for it. So that is great that that many came out for that. And it'd be interesting to... Um, I, I, w- I wish we had gone. Uh, you know, I couldn't talk Don into going and playing that because that's one of her favorite games. But it's tournament. She, uh, but that's 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 great. Now, you and I mentioned this in talking. You know, I hope in September when Fancy Flight does their uh, uh, was it uh, co- uh, Cosmic Encounter, yeah, Cosmic Encounter or Cosmic Con up there at, at FFG is being run by a local group up there. I'm hoping I can talk them into running a Cosmic Encounter um, tournament as well. That that would be a lot of fun. Thing is, though, uh, so they I think they've only got. I don't know if they have a copy there. It's finding enough people to have copies to support it. They had actually asked people to bring their copy of Settlers of Catan on Saturday, so they can have a lot of copies going. It's just finding enough people. You know, how many can that play? Is it five or six? Uh, I think I, I think you can get up to six now with the expansions. So um. okay, so you know, probably two at the most, three copies would be all we would need. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's and but you definitely have to put some um, time limits on that game. Yeah, I agree. But that that would be a, a fun one to play. I think maybe FFG will post the rules and how they're doing that. Maybe we can kind of do it the same way. Done and downloaded. Oh well, there you go. Look at you, just on top of things. I'm trying to be. I'm I'm trying. See, I'm trying to bring the A game back. You know. <laughs> I don't know how well this pulled off, but yeah, trying to get that A game back here. Oh my gosh, and we got to play in the Netrunner tournament last week. 
No. We we have been doing a lot. One of us played in the Netrunner, and one, one of us sat there and got abused on Twitter by somebody about getting timed by a woman beating him or something, but that's beside the point. <laughs> okay, so you won. Congratulations on that win on a, on a non-store championship one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a night where there was <laughs> so Fantasy Flight has these uh, game night, uh, gosh, kits. That's what I was trying to get at. Where you give out boxes and cards and play mats. Uh, that night happened to be just a general, hey, come and play, get five dollars, get some store credit. <laughs> so that's the one I I get lucky and win and, and don't get one of the cool prizes. But hey, yeah, it was fun. But you but you won. You had that um, good runner deck you got going running. And I'm I'm going to put out there, I know some of the guys who um, frequent our guild, I'm going to see if they can help me. I don't want to post it over in the net runner form, but I'd like them to help me tweak my Jinteki. Nobody else plays Jinteki, so I'm by gosh going to play it. And I'm going to keep working on that deck. So I, I actually did play one guy that night oh, that played Jinteki. Oh, that's right. You did. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it makes sense because the latest expansion um, really focused on Genteki. So somebody was probably going to do it. Yeah, and that la- yeah that last data pack too. There was one card in there that I'm I'm itching to get in there and see how it would react. So that's that's fun. Well, me and you got to play. Uh, me and you. I swear, my English is awful. When I go back and listen to this, you and I got to play uh, Netrunner uh, this past week, and I think that's a good deck. You still won, so it's not great. No, 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 no. We played twice. Remember, you uh, flatlined me within like two two rounds. I mean, I think it's a good deck. Yeah. I, re- I really do. So just tweak it a little bit. I think you'll be good to go. Now, there is one other thing, and then I know we're getting ready to go, quote, for long. Um, we got You taught me Star Realms. Yes. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Guys, if you can get a copy of Star Realms, I mean, I know on Amazon they're $30, and they're hard to find, and that to me – that was surprisingly good. That was that was unreal. I really enjoyed that. I can't wait to borrow that from you. Yeah, and it's it's not mine. I actually borrowed it from somebody else, and he's probably like, "When are you going to give me my game back?" It's like, I'm not, <laughs> dude, not coming back. <laughs> no. He's probably listening to this. He's like, "What? I'm kidding. I'll give you your game back. You just haven't has, happened to ask for it back yet." No, I do need to give it back to him, uh, but it is hard to find. I mean, it's only fifteen dollars if you can find it. But yes, isn't that a surprisingly good game? Where it's like, oh, okay, it's just a little space deck builder, and when you're done, it's like. Wow, that was that was kind of fun. And then I guess the part that I really enjoyed about after we played was the fact that if you re you know set it up again, it's going to be different. It's not going to be okay. Here's the same decks, you know, or you know, mixing in like you think back to Dominion, you know, okay, I've got the little decks out there that you can draw from here because it's a random deck you're drawing for. The strategy is always going to be different. You mean like the the uh, supply the supply, um, yeah track in the middle which is very ascensionish like mm-hmm. you know you're absolutely right but i i like the theme i love the space theme so um but you, sure but you're, you're absolutely very ascensionist but um i just liked the the colors the triggering the various events if you play these color combos awesome great probably the only thing is i've played it enough times now to where you could probably find some sort of strategy or combo between a couple colors that tends to work well so I'm not sure whether over time it'd be like, well, I'm just going to play this over and over again. You kind of get tired of it. But right now, I think it's just a really good, and it plays so fast. It's almost like that Marvel Dice Masters thing mm-hmm. where it just plays by so quick. It's like, oh, well, set it up. Let's play again sort of deal. No, it's, an incre- it's a great filler for two people. I mean, or, you know, just for people to sit around and just go ahead and get it in there. That's what we need to do, too. I want us to play four player and play two on two, which is cool. Right. So, all right. Well, man, you know, I'm, it's kind of tough here, but we got it done. 
Yeah, we did. Actually, there's one other thing I forgot to oh, mention. Good. So here we are. We try to provide a service to our listeners. We try to provide some information, give our thoughts and opinions on stuff, and, and try to be entertaining. But Tony, guess what? What? This show does other oh, things. Did you know? Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Our show brings people together. I'm not talking about like bringing family and friends together. To play games. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I'm talking about like romantic relationships. That's right. I found out this past week that our show has brought two people together that are now dating each other. And that was done because on this show we had mentioned a good friend of ours in our game club that we've talked about um, several times. Uh, he has started dating this other girl. Uh, other girl. Wow, that's good. Started dating a girl in our game club. And this uh, lady came up to me and said, I just want to thank you because you put me and him together. I said, what are you talking about? It's like, I was listening to your show about this gentleman. And when I met him, I put two and two together and realized that's who it was. And now they're together. So there you go. Rolling dice and taking names brings people together. They rolled dice and they took each other's name down. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I hope you're cueing some music behind this when you put it all together. You know, you know oh yeah, there maybe is. muskrat love or something. I don't know. <laughs> God. Well, there you, you know that's that's awesome. I mean, you know that that's great that that happened and they've got similar interest and you know wish them the best. That's great. So look if you. If you're if you're single and you're wanting to meet somebody, listen to this. No, I don't know. no go go post to the guild. There you go. Four game geek guild. No, we're not going to go there. No, no, not matchmaking. No, but that is neat. That's just fine. Uh, I thought that was just a really funny story. I just died laughing. I went, wow. I said, okay, I've got a segment for the show, and she was like, hey, I'll come on the show and talk about it. It's like, okay, maybe maybe we'll do that sometime. Hey, that's one of those things. If it gets really serious and like you get engaged and stuff then yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that yeah just let us know maybe we'll all dress up like you know best man will be meeples or something uh, anyway wow that that is kind of neat so i mean well think about it. i mean between the game club you know where everybody comes mm-hmm. together i mean it, it's continuing to grow and what was i uh, there was something i was watching the other night and oh fallon he was making fun of vin diesel for playing dungeons and dragons Really? Really. I thought Fallon would be somebody that'd be like, that's cool. Well, Felicia Day got him to play, but, uh-huh. but he was trying, he was he was busting on Diesel. First, I wouldn't bust on Diesel for nothing, but I, I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, it's kind of like when I watch a movie about power plants and stuff like that. I'm like, you people don't know what the heck you're talking about. But second, I'm like, you don't know how popular this stuff is getting. You need to be careful there, you know? So, wait a minute, he had Felicia Day on the show? No, he was talking about when Felicia Day let him do a a, a RPG type thing. Okay. Yeah. No, he ain't had Felicia Day on the show yet, no. Wow. Well, that's kind of disappointing, Jimmy. Yeah, I know. Because I know, I think think he plays video games and and whatnot. I thought he would have been like, you know, Vin Diesel's Groot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's that's why we had him on there, and he was uh, he was making fun of his um, character, and I'm sure it's out on his um, Facebook page. But yeah, that's what they're talking about. I was like, get out of town. Wow. Yeah. Very dis very disappointing. All right. So one thing you did mention a while back about the Gen Con and um instead of in the podcast, we're gonna just make that at the table for August. 
Is that cool? What's that? That what, what, what's what's the question? Uh, the question is, why are you glad you're not at Gen Con? Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. That's good. actually, and we'll record this. Our next time that we're going to be recording is like I think the week of Gen Con, so that's kind of perfect timing. Yeah, I think I think it'll be excellent. Yeah, right after it. So there you go. Our at the table question is: Are you going to like word it really funny? Of course, I'd hate for you not to have something to make fun of me about. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I was on with Rodney. Yeah, I, I know. I heard you just said, like, Shh. <laughs> I just pulled it up on the kill and started reading. I was like, what? <laughs> See, obviously, you don't read the blogs either because there's some jewels in there, too. Let me tell you. Oh, oh. I do. I guess never, I just read, don't ever read them out loud. Don't. Yeah, don't. Don't. Please don't. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate Rodney covering at the table. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, he did. He he had a lot of he had a lot of fun. It's funny. He says he never gets to talk about games. He is very um, uh, uh, gosh, word word help me. He is very deliberate. Ta da! There it is. At twelve ten at night, he's very deliberate in that when he does games, he does not give his opinion on games. He his his purpose is to show you how to play a game, and he does not interject his own opinion. So he loves coming on shows and having a chance to have an opinion uh, or share his opinion. But he's got that table talk thing, which I'm sorry. I went back and said, okay, he's done this many episodes. See, great minds, great freaking minds right there at the table, table talk. Oh, that's true. Did he, who's first was he or I don't we? care. It's great minds. It doesn't matter who's first. It's just, there you go. Speaking of which, um, the next time he asked one of his questions, I told him we'd submit a video response form oh we're there we'll do it just like we're doing our psas and everything else the summer yeah we just yeah yeah all right i know actually actually i've got a another marty's musing i'm thinking about doing you need to start doing your thing too so um no no dancing this time no dancing people will be disappointed well i'll save it for later there'll be a sequel you know how big sharknado 2 was after a year Mm -hmm. i'll do my uh game insert dancing thing again sometime in the future and I'll make it a little sequel thing. There you go. That's awesome. All right. Anything else, man? We're, we're getting ready to bust the um, uh, one and a half hour mark here. Well, as I was picking on Dan today, he was t- he released an episode day that was like an hour and 20 minutes, and this was a short episode. I said, dude, that's a long episode for us. So this was our long episode. This is our long episode. Wow. Well, guys, um, big thing is hope you enjoyed it. Appreciate everybody. You know, I'm glad to be back. This was awesome. To um, Hopefully I didn't disappoint too much but anyway no great to be back having fun playing games again and i really look forward to getting my among the stars you'll be hearing about that on a future episode so anything else marty i'm good all right well everybody just which one of y'all did the y'all y'all did is it not sad that i totally forgot to do that i'm yeah i'm like you didn't do that did you i was editing the show and i was like Oh, poo. I forgot to have us do the rolling dice taking names thing at the end. That's pretty pathetic. All right. Well, anyway, keep rolling dice and taking names. You can follow us on Twitter at Dice and Names. Or why don't you visit our website, RollDiceTakeNames.com. Or if you prefer, subscribe on iTunes. Or how about visiting our guild page on Board Game Geek. The following was an outtake from our top five reasons we do not want to go to Gen Con. 
so yeah, Mari, for me, that one, you know, just not being, not, I can't unsee that. That just bothers me to death. Uh, so, so what's next on your list? Well, I've got number three here and it's, um, it's basically, it. it's not hold, the part about hold, where, hold, hold, you can do it, man. Don't start. <laughs> no, I can do this. Don't, I can do this. Don't start. It's, You're going to get me started. It's not, it's not having to do it with the crowd. I want to go. I want to go so you bad. Get, you get to go next year, man. Just pull thing. it together. It's okay. It's, <laughs> I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I want to why? Why? That's why this is going to take so long. This is like number five. We've had to put up with this. He just can't cope. He can't relate. Oh my heaven! All right, pull it together. I gotta go to bed, man.